Come on, baby. What's up and welcome into a Friday Locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's program, we've got a lot to get to. Reacting to the big night at the United Center on Thursday, Joakim Noah's homecoming night, an epic Bulls rally that falls just short against the Knicks as they handle the Bulls their first loss of the season. And the breaking news from earlier today that the Bulls expect to miss Patrick Williams for the remainder of the season with a dislocated mm -hmm. wrist. That's a lot to get to. We're going to do it all on Fresh Locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Dave at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports, and you can follow us at Locked On Bulls. You can also shoot us a text or leave us a voicemail at 331-979-1369. Uh, okay, wow. I, Dave, I don't know about you, but I am emotionally and mentally drained after the last 24 hours. We're recording this Friday afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Bulls Knicks was epic. You know, it was. so close to an awesome comeback. The Joakim Noah mm -hmm. festivities all throughout the night. And then just the devastating news from earlier today. Let's start there because this is breaking news. Mm -hmm. um, earlier today, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN tweeting, Chicago Bulls forward Patrick Williams is expected to miss the rest of the regular season with a left wrist dislocation. He will undergo mm. surgery soon. Um, Big Dave, mm. uh, talk me off the ledge because I'm I'm real. I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling yeah. right now. Yeah, well, you, you know I'm going to give you the real and then I'm going to give you the love. So <laughs> let me give you the real first. This sucks. <laughs> this is terrible. This This sucks. Um, and you just feel so bad for him just because of how the season kind of started for him, you know, dealing with the sprained ankle, then getting the shoulder, and then now, you know, just getting put out for the entire season. He went from never dealing with injuries ever, you know, in his very, very, you know, young life to now getting the worst case scenario of it in a matter of weeks. And that's just tough, man. And it just sucks for him because you could you you saw it in that Knicks game, though, Matt. Like, you saw him getting his bearings, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of getting his feet under him with the certain moves he was making. Like, even after – and I think the injury happened on that dunk that when uh, Robinson, you know, basically smacked him in the face and kind of hooked his arm and he went down on his wrist mm -hmm. like that. He still stayed in the game. Mm -hmm. And he still kept playing. Knocked and down he was free contributing. Throws. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he was he was contributing on both ends. And I just remember the the run where he got the ball in on the baseline, pump fake the three, went, spun, went up with a jump hook, all net, comes down, blocks a uh, alley oop attempt, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then starts to break again for the Bulls. And then he he actually took a very confident mid-range jump shot, all net. Like you saw all that in the second quarter. And you saw him getting his bearings under him, you and you saw those flashes happening. And so for you know, it, it went from like wrist soreness, you know what I mean, to just like 
yeah, he's done. And mm-hmm. man, it just sucks. Like it sucks so hard. And you think about it. I'm, I mean, honestly, for me, Matt, it's just for him that I'm thinking about. I'll get to the team stuff in a minute, but for him, it just really, really sucks. Cause you just really like him. You know what I'm saying? Just as a person, just, you know, just, that removing basketball from it you just want nice things to happen to nice people kind of thing you know what i'm saying and when these things happen to him it just really hurts and it and it yeah and that's how you are like you are today because you you feel the devastation of it it just it's such a damper on the excitement that was around this team to start this new season um so you know selfishly that's that's how i feel that's how i think a lot of bulls fans feel right now but you're right the person who this sucks the most for is Patrick yeah. Williams, um, who was already four games in getting, you know, taking arrows from every direction from Bulls fans and media being like, you're <sighs> yes, not doing was. enough. You're not yes, doing enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, guys, he's 20 years old. He's four games into his second season. He has had zero training camp in either of his first two NBA seasons as this like mm-hmm. man child. Can we maybe give him the benefit of the doubt for progressing in year two and judging mm-hmm. him after the next 82 games instead of four. Now we don't get that. And he doesn't get that. And that really, really stinks. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. hey, bright side, now we can look forward to the column that Joe Cowley writes that, you know, he asks Patrick Williams about rehabbing from this broken wrist. And, and then he tells Patrick Williams to stop talking about it and show him something. So, you know... <laughs> Every cloud has a silver lining. <laughs> What's up, Joe? Um, look, I oh, it's it's hard to contemplate where the team goes from here. Mm. The obvious answer, as we now look to what next, Javante mm. Green, who started in his absence in preseason and is a, you know, I, I think a useful tool with that other starting four of the starting five because mm. he's a low-usage guy offensively, yeah. doesn't need the ball, could occasionally knock down a three-pointer in the corner, as we have seen him do once or twice this season. But more so than that, will just be a disruptor defensively Mm -hmm. to help that Mm -hmm. first unit defensively. I'm okay with that. Um, Donovan, of course, uh, after the Williams news broke, was uh, taking questions from the media, and he said, as far as options, I think Derek Mm -hmm. Jones Jr., uh, Javante, obviously Alex, we've played smaller with four guards. A lot is going to be teams and matchups. I thought Lonzo, when we were small, did a pretty good job on Randall. Made his post-ups difficult. All those are viable options. <laughs> I remember looking to you while we were at the UC last night after one of those Lonzo D-ups on Randall, being like, did you see Lonzo D-up, Randall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But big picture-wise, there are options, but they are all small ball options, Dave. Yeah, I mean, obviously, let's let's get the obvious part out the way. This is going to really Im- impact your size and your rebounding going forward. Like, that is obvious, all right? You don't have a bandage for that, okay? So now it, it's just about, you know, trying to, like, plug and play kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, getting minutes. It's kind of a position by committee now because um, I don't think anybody is going to just be like, you know what, that's it. He's the starting four going forward. You know, it's. It, I think it's going to be game by game. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, Matt, like, and the only positive, uh, I'll give you on this is what you just mentioned is the Bulls have played without Patrick Williams for these first four, uh, four preseason games and had some success. Um, so I'm saying that to say that it's not unfamiliar 
for them to play without him, but of course it's going to suck. And of course that was preseason. We get that, but it's not unfamiliar for them to play with Javante green uh, out there on the floor. And you're right, Matt, he's a disruptor. He's an irritant. He's a demolition man. You know, it's like five Javante greens as Stacy likes to say. Um, but then, you know, Derek Jones jr. Was definitely somebody I thought of immediately. Who has basically uh, when this seen no action this season. Zero. Really has seen no action. Uh, we saw we had a Tony Bradley sighting, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but those guys, and of course, you know, the four-guard lineup with Caruso that they run. It's And remember, they did this run yesterday in this Knicks game without Patrick Williams because uh, he was out, you right. know, for like that majority of the second half. He, he did not play. So they made a lot of this run uh, just with good coaching and, you know, good decision-making and high IQ basketball and actually knocking down shots and things like that without uh, Patrick Williams. I'm not going to say the Bulls like, oh, man, we're going to be great <laughs> moving forward after this. Um, but I am going to put my trust in in the coaching staff. Billy Donovan gets paid a nice salary. <laughs> you know, he knows what he's doing. Um, he'll They'll make some nice moves, Matt, honestly. I really believe that. I, I think they'll make some nice moves as far as pos- who they'll put in that position to play power forward with who they have on the team already. I think Billy Donovan kind of is already cooking up some things uh, for us, depending on who they're going to play. But yes, it's going to be a huge hole, a colossal hole that you have to fill. We get that, but we could still manage. I still, I think we could still manage a little bit. Yeah, there, there are some options within the roster. And then, you know, I also want to talk about potentially what some Bulls fans are already talking about, which is, can you make an adjustment to this roster to help mm-hmm. make up for the Williams injury and this lack of size that we are seeing become glaringly apparent through the first five games. So we'll touch on that next before getting to the actual game and the Joe Keem stuff. But first, Big Dave, if any of mm-hmm. our listeners out there are hungry this weekend and looking for a delicious bite to eat at great costs in a friendly atmosphere, where might they turn to? Mm, I love when you ask me these questions, Matt. It's like you're in my brain. This is exactly what I wanted to talk about here. I would, I would kill a man for a double cheeseburger from Mickey D's right now. <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to because it's affordable and you can get it yourself. You'll be okay. You know, yesterday when we did the Bulls game, Matt, uh, had a had a list of fan of the show come up to me and say, you know what? I was listening to you talk about McDonald's. And I had to pull over and start laughing, and then I went to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I'm telling you, people, it works because I know what I'm talking about here. We're talking about McDonald's. You know what's most great about McDonald's when I was young, Matt? I remember when my mother would be driving home, and we had a McDonald's, like, not far from our house. And every day she drove out at McDonald's, it was hope for me. Every day. It didn't, we didn't stop in there every day, but every day I was like, man, maybe we stop in there. No, maybe we stop in there. No, maybe stop. And then when she would pull in there, Matt, yeah, the excitement, the joy that you would have because you knew you were about to enjoy some delicious McDonald's. Going inside the store was also just the setup with the slides, you know, seeing all the kids that were in there, man. It was just McDonald's has just always been that kind of place from whether you're young or whether you're old, man. And I know I'm not the only one here, man. I know I'm not alone in here. So what I want you to do is head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Because I promise you, you will enjoy yourself. And that's on me. And like I say all the time, when you get there, say my name. You're going to have to pay for it. But still, say my name. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Double cheeseburger. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, I listen to Big Dave's podcast. Can I get some free French fries or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I, I want to add a little bit more context to this Patrick Williams stuff um, sure. as far as what the team might look to do. So here is this update from Bobby Marks, who is you know ESPN's NBA capologist. Uh, who said for Chicago to be granted a disabled player exception, which would be $3.7 million, the league would need to deem Williams out until mid-June. So you're talking like the finals or the finals are over. Chicago is $3 million below the luxury tax currently and would need to waive a player in order to open up a roster spot. Because Mm -hmm. we did, you know, after training camp and the battles in preseason, learn that Matt Thomas did in fact get that 15th and final roster spot. Um, so based on where we are now, that disabled player exception is possible, but Mm -hmm. we also, after Woj's initial tweet saying out for season, the bulls issued their own injury update saying Mm -hmm. reevaluated in four to six months, Mm -hmm. timetable four to six months. If it's Mm -hmm. the front end of that. And, you know, this is a guy, Patrick Williams, who we all thought was going to miss all of preseason and maybe some of the beginning of the regular season with his ankle. But, you know, he's a young Wolverine, and he was like, hey, coach, I can play preseason if you need me to. Maybe, you know, knock on wood, a similar timeline exists here. And then you're talking November, December, January, February. That's four months. Mm -hmm. Like, he could be back before the regular season is over. If that's the case, the Bulls would not be eligible for that disabled player exception. The other Mm -hmm. piece they do have in this puzzle is that trade exception they got from the deal that sent Daniel Tice to Houston this offseason. So there is some wiggle room here, uh, but as Mark said, they have a full roster of 15 right now. And Big Dave, this is the thing that's, you know, kind of already jumbled my brain. There are Bulls fans on Twitter reacting to Patrick Williams' injury saying, Kobe White's our best trade piece. Use him in a trade to go get some more help for your front court because we're getting crushed inside every night. We're getting out-rebounded every night. And there are some people at Bulls Twitter saying, trade Kobe White over my dead body. Because, of course, <laughs> Bulls fans agree on everything all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what what are your thoughts here when it comes to, okay, Patrick Williams' injury, therefore, mm-hmm. Bulls do this next? Uh, well, first, no, don't trade Kobe White. Because I promise you, you, okay, if you're talking about trading Kobe White and getting someone – then when the second unit comes in, you're going to be complaining about that immediately, <laughs> like you are now. Because as Matt and Matt has seen these numbers, because the young goat himself, bro, uh, Rob Schaefer, broke down those Shout numbers and showed you exactly what the Bulls' second unit looks like when it comes to scoring. And Matt, if you have those numbers, please read them for oh, the people. You know it's pulled up on my phone right now. Here we go. Shout out to Rob Schaefer. The Bulls benched for their first five games. Points per game, 24.2, 28th in the NBA. Three-pointers made by the bench per game, 2.8, tied for 28th in the NBA. Three-point attempts per game by the Bulls bench, six, dead last in the NBA. And Mm. people are eager to trade Kobe White. Why? (laughs) This is exactly what I'm talking about here. Guys, don't do it, all right? Don't trade Kobe White, all right? I can't wait for him to get back because you see the dividends he is going to pay immediately. You'll You'll see immediately. But as far as what they want to do now, as far as now that Patrick Williams is going, uh, I had some friends say, you know, maybe they should look at Bo- Boogie Cousins. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I definitely don't want him 
Oh, um, we were talking about Bagley I'd, on a voicemail topic the, earlier this week, and, and yeah. Bagley's name kept cropping up again today. Bulls, hey, yeah, get some depth. The Kings want to get rid of him anyway. That's exactly where I was going. Next, <sighs> was uh, was Bagley, and now you have to look at that legitimately. Now, honestly, you do. You have to look at it legitimately. You know he wants out. Uh, I believe he has one year left on his deal. Like after this year, he'll. I believe he's a free agent. I could be wrong about that. Uh, if I'm wrong, please let me know. Um, but you have you you have a need right now that might need to be filled, and you have a guy who is not happy in his situation, but also wants to start. And now he'll actually have an opportunity to start. And that was the reason when I was on Lockdown Kings, I was like, well, I don't think it'll work here for the Bulls because there's no room for him to start. Well, now there's room for him to actually compete and to actually start on this team and have a, a chance to get in. There are a lot of things that's going to have to change about him uh, mentally, I think. I do. I just like how this team is together, Matt, because they really do play for each other and they really do care about each other. Um, and so I don't. I want to see if Marvin is going to fit in with that. I don't know him well enough to say if he will or not. I really don't. But it's you have to look at it now. It is a possibility and something you definitely have to look at now because you have a need now. And I'm not, I don't know how long you can roll with four guard lineups and you know roll with Javante Green or how good Derrick Jones Jr. will be in that position or even Alizé Johnson getting a shot uh at that four we we don't know you know what I'm saying what it will be like you know we might even look back at Stanley Johnson who who they cut you know they might even go there and look at him but yeah Matt it's a lot of options but again my thing ain't changed Matt I still trust AK I still trust Eversley mm-hmm. and I still trust Billy Donovan so whatever needs to get done I'm sure will get done properly Man, this kind of makes me remember the summer when we were talking about Paul Millsap. You know, hey, Paul Millsap's still yeah. out there. Paul Millsap's yeah. still out there. You know, mm-hmm. goes to Brooklyn because, of course. Um, so uh, to to clarify, Bagley and his contract situation playing on the final year of his rookie deal, eleven point three million this year. So will be a restricted free agent in the summer of twenty twenty two with a qualifying offer for the twenty two twenty three season at fourteen point okay. seven million so um you know i i still i still think i am where i was before this patrick williams injury news on bagley which is i do not trust his health and availability um the guy's missed half his nba potential you know playing time thus far through his first um you know uh first contract of his nba season or a career i i know that there is a glaring hole when it comes to this Bulls front court now. And we'll get to that uh, in just a minute when we start actually talking about this game that was played last night between the Bulls and the Knicks. But that lack of bench scoring is my big concern right now. Scoring wins you NBA games. And yes, size is an issue. But you know who plays a lot of small lineups these days? Um, Every yeah, NBA man. team that's out there? <laughs> if the Bulls and Donovan, with his coaching system, can find ways to score points and win with, like, taking their lack of size and putting it into, okay, this is how we're going to adapt to this. This is how we're going to make up for this. Mm. I Like, to me, bench production, bigger problem right now than... Patrick Williams out. What do we do? Mm. 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 That's an interesting way to look at it, man. Because you're right. 
because you've seen the success that the Bulls have had at the four, like he mentioned with Javante Green or even running with Caruso in that foregone lineup and things like that. What we haven't seen is them have the success scoring the basketball in the second unit. Right. So, no, he's absolutely right on that point. It's a concern, Matt, but it's, and it's so weird because I'm like we're concerned about it, but we have the medicine for it. And we have the remedy for it. It's just not ready to go yet. You know what I'm saying? It's not. We're st- it's like you know the medicine when it's in the trial period. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we need it now. They're still testing it. It's not FDA approved yet. You know what I'm saying? We're just waiting for it to be approved and ready to go, man. But it's still an issue right now. You're absolutely right. Um. All right. Be- before we uh, pedal some more products your way, just one one thing I want to float at you, Dave. That just occurred to me. A lot of Bulls fans in my mentions today after this news saying, like, why? Why always us? Why does this stuff always happen to us? The Bulls, when it comes to injuries, are freaking cursed. Despite the fact that he was relieved of his duties by the new front office, do you know who was in the United Center last night? Yes, Matt, I know who was in the United Center last night. With a bunch of his former teammates slash friends slash Patience oh, in Joakim Noah's party because Jeff Tanaka was there. Tanaka, this is not a Matt, this is not a coincidence. You got Tanaka there, and guess who's on NBA TV on the same damn night? The ball headed menace is on NBA TV the same damn night. This is not a coincidence. They were trying to set us up. For the okie doke, they tried and they succeeded. Oh, I'm telling you, man, they just did not allowed anywhere near this team. Get away, shoo, go away. Ah, 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 get out of here. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's like John Lithgow yelling at um, Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. We don't want you here. <laughs> Oh my God! I, I just like and, hey, if Jim wants to be on a you know NBA TV set studio set somewhere that's not anywhere near the United Center or the Advocate Center, great, wonderful. How did they let Tanaka into the building last night? How? Why was he there? <laughs> Why was he there? You're not allowed in here anymore. Go away. This is not your home. <laughs> Go to your home. Oh, yeah, Matt. I, yes, I'm all about that conspiracy theory right there. Oh, that just, <laughs> I am all that just, about it. That just turned turned my insides inside out. I did not like that at all. Yeah. Um, See what you just did to me? <laughs> you, know, you know what never turns my insides inside out is Bilt Bars. They're actually very delicious, oh, and they're good nice. for you. <laughs> nice. Go to Bilt.com. <laughs> well Go to Bilt.com a few, t- a few days a week and check out what is there and available because you always have those amazing OG flavors there for you, like coconut and cherry barcia, salted caramel, German chocolate, cookies and cream. But there's also always limited time available flavors at the top of their website, Bilt.com, every week, mm-hmm. and there's something new. They still have that paranormal pumpkin holiday season uh, Bilt Bar flavor available. And I think as of yesterday or today, there is a new, are you ready for this, Dave? Mystery Bilt Bar flavor. Mystery Bilt Bar. How do, how do you stay away from that? I mean, it's like Peter Griffin, avail- a boat's a boat, but the mystery box can be anything. It could even be a boat. <laughs> the, the mystery the mystery flavor Bilt Bar, who knows? It might be a boat. But I guarantee you what it does look like. I guarantee you it tastes like a candy bar that's covered in chocolate. Delicious, delicious chocolate. Mm. 
So go check mm-hmm. out the mystery flavor of Built Bars. Check out w- one of those paranormal pumpkin Built Bars because you know you're getting 17 or 18 grams of protein in every bar, only 130 to 180 calories, only 4 or 5 grams of sugar, and 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. It's a no-brainer, people. So go to Built.com today, any day of the week, and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order each and every time you order locked 15 for 15% off mm. at built.com. Oh, oh, you know what it is, guys. It's your favorite time. It's Matt's favorite thing to do, and that is bet on sports. Oh. All right. You're going to say sleep or eat Italian sports, beefs, but yeah, that's a close third. <clears throat> oh, it's right there, sir. And you know it. <laughs> you love it. And the place he loves to do it at is Bet Online because they are back and better than ever with that new web interface for the start of this basketball season. More props, more odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. So head on over to that new website or that mobile, get your mobile device and do it that way. Sign up today, and what you will receive just for signing up today is a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You heard me? All right. Oh, and please use that promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Basketball, football, baseball in the World Series, the NHL, boxing, UFC, tennis handball whatever you want your favorite vegas casino games don't wait take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts sports tanaka tanaka Oh, uh, all right. So let's let's talk about this game a little bit last night. Obviously, Dave, um, a, another not great shooting night for the Bulls. They shoot just 42.9% from the field, 36 of 84. Uh, make up for that by going 20 of 22 from the free throw line. If we're being honest, they probably should have had closer to 30 free throw attempts. You and I and a lot mm. of the people we were watching that game with at the UC last night were not too pleased with the officiating um certainly seemed like they were giving the Knicks the benefit of the calls and we were confused we were like are we at the garden what's going on here um but what we were just talking about and the the effect of Patrick Williams uh going down once again the Bulls getting exposed interior the Bulls Mm. out rebounded 49 to 37 against the Knicks last Mm -hmm. night and the Knicks Mm -hmm. uh beat them by 10 in that points Mm -hmm. in the paint category so boards and points in the paint we're sensing a theme here. We're sensing a trend. And it like, you know, didn't need to be a detective or a scientist to figure that one out. When you looked at the Bulls roster right. getting ready for the season, you're like a lot of talent, a lot of length, not a lot mm-hmm. of size. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, was was that your biggest takeaway? Uh, those those areas where the Bulls got beat or, or what was it for you last night that was was the deciding factor? Uh, deciding factor for why they lost. Yeah. Uh, other than DeMar DeRozan <laughs> missing, the, you know, the potential game <laughs> That was important, too. Of uh, Getting off to, a, I would say, that slow start mm-hmm. uh, definitely hurt them. Uh, and that first quarter, uh, you know, the Knicks were on fire from the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Um, Kimball Walker, man, oh, man, he was in some big old threes. And I mean some tough shots. I wasn't even mad at the defense, Matt, because the shots they were hitting were really defended. And very well defended. Hand in the face. It's how you teach it. He just was knocking them down. You know, they were just knocking them down. They even played well against Julius Randle 
you know, he had 13, 13 points. But like Matt said, Julius Randle had 16 rebounds and he had nine assists. So he was an assist away from a triple-double, even though he only had those uh, 13 points. The rebounding definitely is, is is the issue, and it's going to be the issue uh, moving forward for this team, you know, unless, you know, they make another move or something to get another rebounder in here. It's going to be an issue. It's it's what it is. We know what it is. But for me, Matt, it just came up short. You know, even though that's the case, it still just came up short because with all that said, they still had the ball in the last seconds with a chance to win the basketball game with all of that said. And the shot just, just you know, didn't make it and, and he missed the shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people felt like he should have gave it to Zach and let Zach, uh, you know, attack uh, Fournier, which I agree with. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not mad at DeMar DeRozan for because <laughs> it's DeMar DeRozan right. like, shooting the last second shot. Right. So I'm not upset at that either. I love the fight of this team, Matt. I actually was really, really proud of them and how they played because of how they came back and how they fought back and willed themselves and use, you know, their they use what they had, you know what I'm saying, to get what they wanted mm-hmm. and almost get it all. And I was very proud of them. But to answer your question, yes, that rebounding, Matt, and that and that hot start for the Knicks, I think is what did it. Yeah, you mentioned Kevin's night. Uh five of six from downtown on the way to 21 points. Barrett had 24 of them as well. Uh, our guy D Rose had a double digit night off the bench for D-Rose. New York. The bench scoring in this one was actually not as bad as the discrepancy had been in in recent games. I believe it was 31-24 in favor of the Knicks as far as bench scoring. Um when it comes to that last shot though, cuz that's of course what a lot of Bulls fans will be thinking about uh that last play, the Bulls mm-hmm. and, and kudos to them. Big Dave like it was I think a couple of Randall free throws that made it 104 to 91. With 259 left, the Bulls are down 13 Mm. with under three minutes to go. And then they finished Mm. the game on a 12-0 run. The Knicks did not score after that. It was just the Bulls Mm. needed one more bucket on that uh, that run. Um, But Mm. so Zach Levine is uh, handling inbounds pass duties. And Mm. the way that that play was set up, it looked to me sort of like, uh, you know, you know, a, a basketball RPO. Like it, it looked like it was. Oh, I love how you in my brain. It was like oh it looked God. like it could have been a dribble handoff. Yes. Uh, you know, after Zach makes that inbounds pass to Demar curling around the screen, and then maybe sort of like a reverse screen where he just oh. boop, pitches the ball right back to Zach, who maybe makes a beeline for the paint, tries to get a layup, tries to get fouled. Because it looked like there was enough time on the clock for maybe Zach to try to attack if De- DeMar pitched the ball back to him. Because DeMar pump faked, then went up, and the, like by the time the ball missed and went past the basket, there were still you know tenths of a second hanging on the clock. Um, what did you think about that last sequence? First of all, I just love when you're in my brain like that. That is literally what I was sitting there thinking. That's why I screamed. I was sitting there like, that's like an RPO play. And you said it. I said, oh, my God, this is insane. It's insane, all right? Secondly, the more I can see you actually show me your shooting form, the more the more I want to see that more and more and more all the time. More, oh, Kristen. <laughs> see? You see? You see what I mean? In the same brain, ladies and gentlemen. The same damn brain. Oh my God, it's terrible. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, I watched uh I watched Will Will Purdue and Kendall Gill and Jason Golf uh post game show today. I watched it today. Uh on 
great show. It was it was really I love when Will uh pulls out the paper and turns into the professor. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It breaks down the game because he is a master at breaking down basketball games. Mm-hmm. And he talked about that play <clears throat> and he said on that what you're taught is when a when the guy who's defending you goes under the screen, you give that ball back. Mm-hmm. That's what you're that's usually how it's taught. And the guy uh, went under the screen, and but DeMar DeRozan, you know, thought he had an angle. Right. So he didn't give it back, and he went and, you know, he tried to take that shot. Um, like I said, I wanted Zach to be the one to have that. It just felt like, you know, Zach should have – it just felt like the play was for him to, yeah. to do his thing. But, again, I didn't have a problem with DeMar shooting it, Matt. I really, truly did not have a problem with right. it because it's DeMar DeRozan. I've watched him do that his whole career, hit those big old buckets. You know who else didn't have that issue? Zach Levine, because if you watch that play, you watch Zach Levine, his hands in hell like this. He was like, oh, up. that's cash money. He right, thought he made right, it. Right. He just thought it was good. You know and what I'm saying? So Zach, I like seeing that. Zach's relieved to have another teammate who can take those oh last God. like you know, last second close game situations off of his shoulders every once in a while. Cause the past mm-hmm. several years it's been like, okay, which Zach is this going to? Is it going to mm-hmm. Zach, Zach, or Zach? Because it's going to Zach. And gee, why did the Bulls not win a lot of close games and get big buckets late when they needed to? Because every yeah. opponent's defense was like, okay, so we're uh, we're quintuple teaming Zach Levine. Is that the plan here? <laughs> That's it, guys, and, everybody. And, right, you know, good. some nights it'll be like, you know, and Zach and DeMar have said this. and Vooch, It's like wh- whoever's got the hot hand will ride that person. Whoever's got the hot hand that quarter will ride that person. Before DeMar took that final shot, you want to know what his numbers and Zach's numbers were shooting-wise so far Mm. through that game? An Mm -hmm. identical 7 of 17. Wow. DeMar and Zach each 7 of 17 before DeMar took that final shot. So it's not Mm. like either of them were having a great shooting night. In fact, they were having an identically bad shooting night. Mm. Mm. Whoever has a good look, take the good look. Would I maybe like to just, you know go back in time and see the play play out the other way where Zach gets the ball back? Yes, sure, of course. Sure. Yes, of sure. course. Because, you know, curiosity is curiosity. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't have a huge issue with DeMar DeRozan taking that mid-range shot because that's what he does. Yeah, it's what he does, and he has a career built up on it and a resume built up on it. And it wasn't a bad basketball play he even tried to do that patented pump fake because he was trying to draw the foul as well right that's exactly how he draws those fouls but kudos to the knicks for not biting on the pump fake and kudos to them for because when he went over there uh he also brought himself over to another defender so you know two defenders you know were able to you know kind of bother him and get in his face and demar after the game was like no i had a good look like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that was i i had it just how I wanted to shoot that basketball. I just, I missed. So, you know, you move on. But, and I loved how he spoke about it, Matt. It, he said it just made made him more hungry. He like, really wants to win hard for this team. Like I said, guys are playing for each other. Mm-hmm. And I love how he's like, okay, I missed. Let's go to the next one. Let's, let's, let's get back. There's, there doesn't seem to be any dissension, you know, among the guys or anything like that. And one more thing, because you, you touched on it about Zach Levine having help. What I've noticed in these post games now, you know who I haven't seen in a couple games? Zach Levine. When's the last time you can say that? When Zach Levine isn't in the post game taking all the damn questions after the game. Mm-hmm. Now he can say, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's okay, guys. I got DeMar and Lonzo who can actually go out there and talk while I get dressed and 
do what I need to do to get my head ready for the next game. It's so awesome that Zach has his help, man, and, and you're seeing it on the floor, and it, it's just great to see. I just thought that was a really great thing. Yeah, uh, it, it was. Um, you mentioned Lonzo, one of six from downtown, six points, mm. uh, six rebounds, four assists, kind of a kind of a blah game for Lonzo. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, moving on to just uh, touching on this quickly before we get out of here, you know who was sure. clearly proud of the fact that that Bulls team refused to quit when they were down double digits with three minutes to go? Because you know who was loving that was Joakim Noah. That That dude never thought the Bulls were out of a game. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Mm -hmm. And man, you and I, like the electricity in the UC when the Bulls were making that late rally, like when Vooch hit that three, and I think it cut the lead down to like four or five, and the place went nuts. Mitchell, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, or no, was it Randall or Robinson who missed both of those free throws. Uh, uh, Randall. That was Randall. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I I mean, like two missed free throws. The Bulls get the rebound. The UC's going nuts. I mean, I can't Mm imagine. If Jamar had made that shot, buzzer beater, Bulls, like the the roof would have blown off the place. Exploded. You have have to imagine that Joakim was sitting there watching that furious late game comeback being like, yeah, yeah, this is a yeah. Bulls team that I that I can be happy cheering for because those guys showed no quit when they were down big late in the game. And now Joe Kim Noah, you know, he got his ceremonial uh, re-signing with the Bulls so he can retire a Bull. And now he is named an ambassador for the Chicago Bulls. So guess what? There's going to be more Joe Kim Noah at the game. And you know who's going to be happy about that is this young man over here. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, when that man came on the screen, guys, Ooh. Matthew Peck, was yeah he was focused <laughs> my man voice, was focused voice is a little hoarse today um <laughs> and so there were two knicks fans sitting next to me and big yes. dave and on, shout out to them. uh shout out to our knicks fans friends but you know we had a couple of like you know friendly banter and, and oh, back yeah. and forth trash talk absolutely. like nothing in t- absolutely but as they are doing this big joakim here's his resume Joakim Knight, welcome back. We love you. And then they put Joakim on the Jumbotron. This Knicks couple next to us are like, oh, man, waste of money in New York. That guy sucks. And I was like, I'm going to need you to shut up right now. I am going. I know we're strangers. I you're my it. elders. And I'm not trying to pick a fight right now. But I need you to shut up immediately and let me have this. I didn't even hear that. I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't hear that because <laughs> it would have been a conversation, uh, not a mean conversation, just telling them no, what Joe Kim Noah meant to Chicago kind of thing and who this person was sitting next to them right? <laughs> and how he well, feels and, about Joe And Kim Big Dave Noah. did warn them. He was like, yo, this dude right here, he's been kicked out of Madison Square Garden before. So like, maybe, <laughs> maybe don't mess with him because <laughs> like Joe Kim, he's a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> It's skills. <laughs> it's just a skills. Man, dude, but but they were good. They were fun and they were good. And everybody around us was fun. And I love just, you know, when they were making that comeback, I'm just high fiving everybody around me. And yeah. you know, it was just great feeling. Like you said, that energy, Matt. Like I haven't felt that energy in the UC in a very, very, very long time. And it was just great to be there to experience that mm-hmm. and to have that opportunity to almost, you know, pull that out. I Man, I was really proud of how they played and I was I had so much fun and 
it was it was great. It was just honestly a great time and all the love for Joe Kim Noah. And the person, you know, who I was most excited to see because I didn't know he was there, man. When they mm-hmm. showed Ben Gordon ben up on that screen, oh, your boy. That's when I had my Joe King Matt moment right there. When I saw Ben, I jumped out of my seat. Yeah, I was so happy and excited to see him, man. But it was a great night. It really was. The Bulls did it right, man. So so kudos to them for retiring one of the greatest bulls ever it was it was just so much fun to be like i went to their last preseason home game and there were a fair amount of fans there and they were into it and it was fun but like this was bulls knicks and it felt in that late you know stages of the fourth quarter like a playoff atmosphere and just seeing the united center that full with bulls fans who were excited about their team again um and, and the fact that that we got to you know experience that and hang out with some people not only bulls fans but but fans of the pod like Shout out to Ryan and his wife Shannon. Shout out to TJ. Uh, shout out to Larry. Shout out to uh, you know uh, uh, Braggs for Braggs in the stands. He we we saw Braggs. him towards the end of the night. Um, like so many people who were you know you and I were just hanging out at the pub you know down in the 100 concourse before tip off. We're just like people come on up to us to be like, hey man, like love the pod, go Bulls. Like that that was so cool because yeah. But, you know, Big Dave and I do this for our fellow fans and the fact that, you know, we got to just be in the UC enjoying that that atmosphere with our fellow Bulls fans. It was it was awesome, man. Yeah, that that part was was amazing. Honestly, it really was. I, so many people came up to Matt and I to just want to take a picture or just tell us, you know, how much they enjoyed the show. Tell us how much they miss John. Uh, talk about the fingerless gloves. Say bye and love um, was intense last night. It was intense. It was a thing. Um, and it was crazy. Like I before uh we left uh the Goose Island uh concourse, a uh, guy was going to his seat and he just was looking at me and he was like, Who are you? Are you are you famous or something? Like, and I was like, I don't think I am. <laughs> and I was nope. like, I'm just a guy. He was like, I mean, everybody's over here around you and taking your pictures and stuff. Who, who are you? And I was like, Oh man, I just I just do a podcast and stuff with this guy. Oh, oh, okay. And I was like, you should listen to it. He said, nah. <laughs> and, he, and he just walked off. <laughs> oh, my God. And I said, that was awesome. I just laughed so hard. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> I'm Podcasts aren't really my thing. Right, uh, right, right. He didn't seem like the demographic so <laughs> for it either, but. But yeah, but I just honestly, man, it was great. Just all those people and all that love we got the entire game uh, from the fans, man. It, it's it was mind blowing, you know, because doing this, we just I don't think on that level. You know right. what I'm saying? I really don't. It doesn't cross my mind. So when when you guys show us that kind of love like that, man, it's it's humbling and it's and it's very much appreciated. Very very much so. Uh, oh, uh, and I think last uh, Jason Tucker, I want to say Jason, Tucker, who ended up being like seated like you know one row and a couple of seats over yeah. uh, behind us. He yeah. Like, hey, hey, Spat and make game. <laughs> um, yo, was... my, my favorite one, though, Matt, real quick. My favorite one was the guy who came up to me and said, "Hey, are you Matt Peck?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I like you." <laughs> I mean. That might be the best compliment I've ever gotten secondhand is that someone mistook you for me. Oh, man. I loved it. I loved it. So I know you're so one of those like, guys. I like you. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, that's, yeah. you see, that's, that's the, no one would ever come up to me and say, hey, are you Big Dave? <laughs> like, 
no, no way in hell anyone's making you never that mistake. <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. Just, if they can I make it off, with me, they can make it with I you. I give off such great Big Dave vibes, you know. <laughs> He's oh, that guy's pure peck. When I see him, that's, that's pure peck right there, buddy. That's what that is. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So shout out again to everybody for uh, you know showing us love at the UC last night, and um, you know hopefully we can do that again throughout the season. Uh, and you know we'll Word. we'll bring John Word. next time. Uh, we'll tell him to yes. bring his fingerless gloves. Uh, For real. So the Bulls uh, will look to bounce back, uh, uh, get another victory, and will look to do so without the services of one Patrick Williams. Um, mm. That's it for this week. Um, hope you all have a great weekend. Hopefully you don't subject yourself to watching the Bears, um, who are without Khalil Mack against the Niners on Sunday. Uh, have, a, have a happy Halloween. Have a safe Halloween. And uh, we'll talk to y'all on Monday. That's Big Dave. I'm Matt. Thanks to the sponsors for today's show, McDonald's and Bet Online and Built Bar. Hit us up on Twitter, Bulls underscore Peck, Foul Sports, BWL Sports. We are at Locked On Bulls. Until next week, see Red be good. Joe Keem forever.